0: If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. Welcome once again to Grief and Rebirth Podcast, whose mission is to educate, enlighten, and provide healing choices through interviews with grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums and people who have inspiring stories to share. I'm Irene Weinberg, the creator and host of Grief and Rebirth Podcast, with a loving reminder that you can see the full show notes and all Grief and Rebirth Podcast episodes on ireneweinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at, at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I've become familiar with an extraordinary organization that no one in our listening audience would ever want to belong to, but it is a very important and needed support group to know about. Helping Parents Heal is an incredible nonprofit dedicated to assisting bereaved parents to become shining light parents by providing support and resources to aid in the healing process. I'm very honored to be able to introduce our esteemed Grief and Rebirth podcast listeners to one of the uplifting and gifted presenters and healers who will be at the Helping Parents Heal Conference in Charleston, South Carolina, either later this year or next spring. I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear that the Helping Parents Heal Conference, which was scheduled for April 2020, has been postponed due to the coronavirus. My interview today is with Paul Denniston, who will be a keynote speaker at the Helping Parents Heal Conference. Paul is the founder and creator of Grief Yoga, which focuses on the importance of using movement, breath, and sound to flow with grief, anger, and anxiety in order to access more love, empowerment, liberation, and joy. Paul, welcome to Grief and Rebirth Podcast. I am passionate about yoga's health and relaxation benefits, and I have no doubt that many of our Grief and Rebirth Podcast listeners are going to want to learn about grief yoga, which is a combination of many forms of yoga, movement, and breath techniques. I'm especially eager to hear how grief yoga helps students to process grief and use it as a tool for transformative healing let's begin our interview with this question. (laughs) Please fill us in on your background. What inspired you to create grief yoga and why grief yoga was your way to create meaning in your deceased sister's honor?
1: Thank you, Irene. It's such an honor to be with you today. And I would love to share with you a little bit of my path So I'm originally from Texas, and uh, I grew up in a very religious background. My daddy was a preacher. My mama was a Christian school teacher. And so I grew up with not really being taught how to be sad or be angry. If anything, uh, those were considered ungodly emotions or maybe a lack of faith. And so if I was feeling sad, they would either say, you know, go and pray it away or they would try to avoid sadness completely and just say, come from a place of action and doing. Um, and what I tended to do was, is I, I would isolate them. Um, I would kind of hide away from everybody, especially being a boy growing up in Texas. It's hard to show that vulnerability because it seemed appeared weak. And I, would watch and observe how my parents would deal with these challenging emotions like sadness and anger. And I saw how my mom, she didn't attend her mother's funeral and she felt so much regret after that. And I would see how my father um, would bottle his anger up and it would boil and boil inside of him and it would explode and it would be scary and it would like, Hurt other people and hurt, you know, just be scary to the family. And so, I would do the same thing. I would, I, I would, I would, I would try to repress all of my sadness, and then I would get like moments of anger because I was bullied as a kid, and I would let it explode, and it would hurt other people. And so, I, I really saw how these these challenging emotions. I, I was scared of them. And so then I. Um, moved forward later and i i as i went into a yoga class i i saw that all of that suppressed sadness and anger instead of trying to run away from it i allowed myself to be with it and i allowed myself to flow with it and it gave me this really powerful release in the class that i could i became really deeply aware about how much i was holding on to in my body and my body was just so like tight with with stress and anxiety and so as I became a yoga teacher, I really developed this, this type of practice that brought a mind-body approach to take whatever the struggle is and to help to move it through. I, I do this for uh, myself to help heal a little bit of that inner child within who didn't know how to be sad or cry. And a lot of this practice is also devoted to my sister who uh, passed away from um, cancer. And uh, her name is Ella. and. A lot of the times before I begin one of my practices, I'll actually say her name out loud and I'll devote the practice to her. Uh, During the final stages of her life when she was sitting in her bed with so much pain and even sometimes anger about, God, why have you left me? I thought you were gonna help me or heal me. I would do exercises that I would normally do in a grief yoga class that helped her to channel and move some of the pain through. And um, so that's, that's, it's, it's really what I'm, what I've kind of put together here in love and devotion to my sister. And again, for that inner child within is, is to create a mind body ritual to allow us to take whatever the pain and the struggle is using movement, breath, and sound to use it as fuel to help to open us up to more love, more devotion, more grace
0: that's beautiful so I have a couple of questions for you that uh, from what you just said um it sounds like your sister was a blessing that served as a doorway to what you're doing and how did your parents handle your going into yoga and this way of being um it must have been part of your journey I would imagine um
1: yeah my sister did it enlighten my, them at
0: all, or did they remain fixed to saying he's crazy over there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I am a little crazy about aren't we all a little bit here <laughs> so i, I do want to just say yes, I believe that that uh, here's the truth. Would I rather have my sister around uh, absolutely i but I also see how she, cre- she her her life has now moved into more of a spiritual purpose for me and and as a, as a as an angel in my life and within my mom and dad you know i had to help them to help to see that that you know their fear was that yoga first off was a religion and they were afraid that that i might be you know praying to a false god or something like that and when i when i told my mom i was like mom i said yoga is not a religion i said but the intention is is to bring harmony within the mind and body to lift the spirit i also said to her i'm like you know mama whatever your faith and your belief is bring it in i mean i was like mama you can say this is a this is a body prayer to jesus and and in that way i met her where she was at within her faith and she was like oh well okay i can do that you know but i also recognize that as i work with people sometimes i'm working with people who who are, 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 they don't believe in an afterlife. And so then in that situation, I just say, hey, this is gonna be an embodiment practice to help you to release struggle, to bring you to more peace. That's the intention here.
0: So that was a doorway for you also, because you have to work with so many people and their needs. So that all worked kind of perfectly You meet. You.
1: I meet them where they're at. With yeah, what I think that's
0: fabulous. To
1: really, and say, it's so important. Yeah. And to just say, let's take a look at the pain in the struggle. I think I do that again, because it was like, I was never really taught to acknowledge it. And so for me, I'm like, if we actually take a moment to like move and release the pain in the struggle, it actually can can open us up. You, you can create a new doorway that can lead to, to more purpose, you know, but we have to have this, the, the, we have to create the space to allow the pain that lives within us. We have to move it through.
0: Absolutely, and I've also been—I've also learned from all the interviews I'm doing and my own personal work—that also when you repress a lot of emotions, sometimes that turns your body, that turns into sickness and ill health and all that kind of thing. So it's so important to release these things.
1: Cancer—it—it so much suppressed. The body remembers pain and trauma, and if we don't feel the feelings fully, it gets stuck in there, and we just—you know—we carry these issues mm-hmm. in our tissues. So it's really about allowing it to move through. That's, that's the important thing. And, and movement can be in many different ways. Uh, I, I approach something that blends together yoga, movement, and, but, I, but I, people do it in different ways. I mean, I know of a, of a friend of mine who does it with kickboxing. I know a person who does like vigorous dance. Someone will take a jog. You know, whatever your movement and expression is, is perfect.
0: As long as you're getting it out. Now, I've got to ask you, you've taught yoga, which is amazing to me. You have taught brief yoga to over 5,000 therapists, counselors, and healthcare professionals around the world. Plus, you teach workshops all over the United States. Paul, can you please briefly explain the different types of yoga you blend to bring about healing and transformation? And are all the professionals you train required to already have an active yoga practice of their own? There may be a few potential... We have yoga therapists listening to us today.
1: (laughs) So what I blend together, and I've become certified teaching uh, hatha yoga, vinyasa, restorative yin yoga. I'm a kundalini yoga teacher. Uh, I'm a laughter yoga teacher. And uh, I've learned a modality called let your yoga dance, which is really about chakra movement.
0: Say that again, let your yoga.
1: Let your yoga dance.
0: That's fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: any type of dance that we can bring into our life I'm all I'm all for it but um yeah it takes what is like energy points and chakras and finding ways to move with it so what I I basically did within it is is I, I was a choreographer back in the day and I was a movement teacher for actors to help them to see how they can become more expressive and find deeper connection within themselves and to other people and so within it I just was like you know what I'm going to create a movement embodied practice that blends all of these forms of yoga that creates a practice that's not so much about physical flexibility I'm not like trying to make you into a little pretzel I'm really trying to create emotional liberation using movement breath and sound to empower and to open the heart up
0: That I you know the thing that that impresses me about this is there are people who have trouble articulating their feelings because yes. they've never really um, learned to do that. Right. So through movement, even if they're not articulating it verbally, they're still releasing it.
1: And the way that I handle that is, is because, yes, you're right, we can't sometimes articulate the heartbreak, the guilt, the trauma, or the shame. And so what I do within the practice is I bring in sound. If we can't say it in words, sometimes just, I'll demonstrate here. I'll just (sighs) go, right there. I'm using the vibration of my voice and sound to take whatever the struggle and the pain is, is I don't have to have the words. I'm just moving it through. And so that just is, there is an, is just an example of how I'm using sound. And then I will incorporate movement to say, let's, let's, let's go for this specific, you know, thing of anger or regret or hurt, or anxiety, using the movement and the sound to move it through.
0: It's wonderful. So what types of grief does grief yoga address? Like, is it also effective for a feeling of loss due to a divorce, or for what we're, many of us are going through with being sequestered due to the virus and all? Does grief yoga help with all of that?
1: Yes. I, I believe that if we choose to love in this lifetime, we will, we will grieve and grief comes in so many different ways, whether it's the loss of a loved one or a loss of a pet, it could be the loss of a job. You could be going through grief from, you know, physical injuries and you feeling like I'm not able to move the way that I was. Or sometimes, you know, I mean, even with my sister who, um, you know, she had physical injuries that she couldn't, you know, that she couldn't move the way that she, she could anymore uh you you can lose your house, you could lose you know it 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 it's whatever loss is and change, that is what grief is. And if you choose to um not grieve in this lifetime, then you choose that you're really not going to love, and I choose that I want to love um And so grief looks like in so many different ways. I mean, you can grieve for the ideal parent that you thought you wanted to have you can grieve for the loss of a pet i mean it's 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 really whatever makes you it's sad kind of it's it is endless and it is a natural human emotion that we all experience and go through and i and 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 the thing is is that if you allow yourself to share your sadness or to be with your sadness it allows you to see we're all struggling we're all in pain and it's okay I think the normal thing is, is we're going to want to try to push it away or nobody wants to see it or we want to avoid it. But the only way to go through, uh, to get out of the pain is to move through it and to be with it in a compassionate, loving kindness way.
0: And when you get to a a yoga studio and someone is helping you with a process like grief yoga, you're, you're being received with love and understanding, which is, which is wonderful. It's not like the outside world that's like, get over it already or whatever. Those kinds of messages are.
1: And the heart of what yoga is about is about compassion. And I really believe that's the important thing that we're, we need to experience within grief and loss. We need to be compassionate and kind to ourselves.
0: Absolutely. Paul, we're going to take a minute to, for a break to allow our sponsors who keep this podcast free for our listeners to have a word for us or her, have a word with us. We'll be right back. We're back. Thanks for tuning in to my Insights Build interview with Paul Denniston. Let's continue on with this question. Paul, please share how grief yoga helped you to find recovery from alcohol, drugs, and the loss of your stepson through addiction.
1: When I spent so many decades trying to run away from grief or anxiety or anger, um, one of the things that I did was I I I went to addictions, uh, alcohol, drugs, sex, or anything that I could to try to help to numb the pain. But what it would, what basically it did is is it kept me in more from a place of disconnection when deeply what I was wanting was I was wanting connection, but I was going to sources that, that wasn't really providing that. And so uh, as I Came forward within my own grief yoga practice, I had to really take a deep look at myself and some of my wounds and some of the ways that I was trying to avoid it, my grief. And I I thought to myself, you know, if I'm really going to be authentic in this practice and helping others, I got to do this work on myself. And so what I did was I went into a place of recovery and I looked at the deep places of, of sadness or shame or guilt and, and having to make amends to people that I loved and cared about. Um, what it did was it allowed me to just, you know, look at the shadow aspect of the thing that I, I it was hard for me to look at. And instead, I just allowed myself to be present with it. And to see how, how other people would struggle. My stepson, David Jr., he dealt with um, drugs and he also couldn't deal with pain. And he was bullied as a kid, as was I. And I also witnessed how he went into a place of recovery. And he, you know, kept going back and he was helping others and he was sponsoring. And and you know what? He had a had an incident where he had a... A bad incident with his girlfriend and they broke up and he had a relapse. And then he went back to using what he had before and his body couldn't take it and he died. And so, um, you know, and in that space, our family is still recovering that and still grieving over that deeply. And I, um, I recognize that even though that I might've had a place where I've, I've kind of recovered from it, it's still for me one day at a time and that there's a lot of people out there who are struggling. And so it's just, you know, we got to be kind to ourselves.
0: Yeah. You've had some tough losses <clears throat> as have many other people, but you found a wonderful way to, um, work with, work with them and give yourself, um, uh, release which is terrific so how exactly does grief yoga channel and release anger anxiety unresolved grief and all of the other myriad emotions what talk to us about how you employ these modalities because it's not yeah. it's not exactly like your typical yoga
1: Right. It's like, how do you do it? So, what I do within a grief yoga class is a four step process. And the first step is, is about awareness, about getting aware of your breath, your present moment, and where you hold the pain in your body. As you become aware of that, and even if you choose also to devote your practice to a loved one um, and saying their name out loud, I begin to slowly move the body. And start to use the breath and start to warm up the spine. That then allows us to come into the next step, which is about expression. And expression is then using movement, breath, and sound to take intentions behind movements and saying, here's what we're gonna do to release the anger. Here's what we're gonna do to release and move through regrets or the fear or the hurt. This movement and exercise is towards that. With expression, what we're trying to do is is we're trying to take the pain, use it as fuel to move it through, which would lead us to the next step, which is, is about connection. Because a lot of the times within grief and loss, we're coming from a place of disconnection and separation. And within connection, it's flowing meditations that connect more towards grace and gratitude and love. And within connection, if, in, if it's in a, a grief yoga class, I find there's three ways to connect. There's connection to self, there's connection and experiential things with other people in the class, and then there's spiritual connection. And that is really about helping to fill us up that then finally leads us into a place of surrender. And that's uh, where you're releasing and letting go, not of the love, but letting go of the pain. That can that are restorative postures that can help you to kind of ground down and come to a place of more peace. That's the four step process that I that I take people through within the movement class. Let
0: me let me repeat this. The first step is awareness of the where the pain is in your body. The second is the expression using movement to release the emotions. The third is connection instead of disconnection, and the fourth is letting go of the pain.
1: Yes, surrender.
0: The surrender. And do you do this all in one session? I do. Wow. (laughs) Are they typically hour long sessions?
1: You know, it can be, I can, I can condense it down to 20 minutes. Wow. Um, It can also be uh, an hour. It can be an hour and a half. You know, it all depends. I mean, uh, yeah, you can, I have, I have like online classes that are 20 minutes where you can just get a boost of it or you can go for, you know. Uh, longer experiences. Um, so for so besides
0: training all these people to do this, you also have online classes. So if a person can get to someone you've trained who's teaching this, they can do this through your site.
1: Correct. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I do this as a grief yoga teacher training for, for uh, yoga teachers who have gone through a 200 hour certified training. But I'm also I do a thing that's called grief movement training. That's geared. That's an online training specifically for therapists and counselors or healthcare professionals who are looking to create breakthroughs with their within their community um, and clients using a mind body spirit of, approach for transformative healing.
0: Wow! Um, could you tell us how grief yoga? Well, like you sort of answered how at least transformative healing by focusing more on emotional liberation than physical flexibility, which you've sort of spoken to, but can you also tell us how do you incorporate laughter yoga into this uh, modality? And is that part of this whole presentation that you do also? That's kind so, of cool.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, laughter, it's a fine line between laughter and tears. And so one of the things that I do that, that can be part of also with connection um, is is to bring laughter exercises to help lift the spirit. Um, and, you know, laughter yoga is, is, is it's, it's really this unconventional thing where you do an exercise and you use laughter to help to move things through. And so I, I have people connect to whatever they're going through and feeling, but just using laughter as a tool. I'll tell you, It's interesting. You know, when I was dealing with my at the same time that my sister Ella was dying and my stepson um, was was in so much pain, there was so much grief that I was holding on to. And yet there was there were times where I couldn't even move it through. And so what I would do sometimes is I'm like, you know what, I'm going to use laughter as a tool. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to laugh about this upcoming loss that, I, I, that is coming. And I would laugh about, let's say, the death of my sister, which I was, was so hard for me. But what happened by doing it was the laughter allowed then all of a sudden as I did it, I, it would break me into a place of tears. I would have that release that I was looking for that I'd be like, OK, I needed to have it to just move through here. But it's interesting, too, because um, laughter, you know, the body can't tell if laughter is real or fake. And yet there's so many like health benefits that come within laughter. You know, wow, it, I, laugh. it, I know, you know, the endorphins, they're be- being yeah. released from the brain. Um, you know, if you also I, because I, I do workshops with spiritual mediums and stuff, too, that, that will use laughter as a way to lift their vibration up. That within that, then sometimes they have deeper connections with loved ones because their 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 vibration is in a higher place. I don't, but I, I first, though, just within my practice, I'm like, well, I don't want to like sugarcoat things. I want to address the pain. I want to move that through. But I also, you know, the intention is to lift to the spirit. And so I just think like, you know, laughter is an important thing. We, we You know, just as it's important for us to experience and be with sadness or to release anger. Happiness is our birthright, too. We need to, to find times to
0: let joy breathe. Which is finding the joy in life, which is exactly what this podcast is about. And I Amen. agree with you more. So let me ask you, while you're doing laughter yoga, they're simulating laughing they don't have to come up with a great joke or anything
1: no 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 this it's not about jokes or humor it's about an exercise like take for instance like I I have this one where it's like laughing gas you pretend like your hands bring it up to your nose and you pretend like it's inhaling laughing gas and you release it and let it go and laugh so it's little exercises like that and I'll even tell people I'm like whatever you're feeling I want you to feel that but just use laughter if you're angry use it as to move it through just using again it's a sense of you know movement breath and sound, you know, even though like within pain, I'm doing things like, ah. Huh, but then also just within that's within laughter, it's like ha 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 <laughs> you know, so it's just it's again movement, breath and sound that helps to um liberate
0: that's really open cool. ourselves up. Yeah. I would imagine a lot of us could be could use being in our homes right now, uh sequestered and using some laughter yoga to release because people must be feeling it grief. They call that anticipatory grief. I'm sure about what's going to befall me and what's going on. And I'm struggling with this. I would imagine this is a really good tool for people to use right now
1: yeah for sure well uh, yeah i believe we need to have as many tools as possible and and going with anticipatory grief we're in uncharted territory right now and there can be so much fear of like i don't know how when is this going to end what is going to happen within my work my money or i'm afraid of getting the virus i'm afraid of loved ones dying so the important thing that, that happens within just yoga in general that helps us is it helps us to just get present right here, right now, I'm okay, everything is good, everything is safe, I might be going through some feelings that I can need to get in touch with, but it's about really just focusing on being present. And I think that's a little bit of what, what yoga will do in this moving meditation to just get present to the here and now and be with what is.
0: It's interesting that you call yoga a moving meditation because through mm-hmm. yoga, you don't have to necessarily sit down and be quiet and get to a space. It's actually a form of meditation to be in yoga, correct?
1: It is absolutely a meditation. It is a moving meditation. You're focusing on the breath, but in it, you're moving the body. And I think that, I mean, a moving meditation also could be taking a walk outside and observing your breath. The the, the thing with meditation is is observing breath. And you can do that in whatever way that is, but it's about bringing the attention to the breath and the sensations within the body. And it doesn't, it, it you know, some people are feeling like within meditation, it's like, well, I can't really meditate. My, my mind is always racing and stuff. And that's the intention. That's what we want to do with meditation. We want, to, we, want to, we want to try to quiet the mind by deepening the breath and getting into the body. And one of the things for me personally to help me within meditation, if I, my mind is racing and I'm having a hard time, is I'll just focus on the words body, breath, body, Ooh. breath. And and sometimes I'll even just place my hand on a part of my body, maybe wh- that either that I want to just connect to, maybe, maybe there's pain there or, or just, can you bring it back into the body? We just, that's, that's one of the things that happens with anticipatory grief or anxiety. It's, we're all stuck up in the head. So what we want to do is we just want to ground ourselves down, bring the awareness. There's so much wisdom in the body. So it's just about grounding
0: down. That's. Great advice. Now let me ask you: Does yoga grief yoga? Can people can this also be used for children? Oh yeah, okay, kids. So the kids are feeling all these emotions. Mom and dad are oh, doing goodness. their thing. What? How do? How do? How can it be? You know, used for children. I mean, it's, their their attention spans are shorter and all that kind of thing.
1: Right. Well, I mean, kids love this too because they don't have the words to talk about whatever their fear is about or their anger. So again, it's like. These these techniques and exercises using movement, breath, and sound, kids will love this, and even just the laughter stuff too. The 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 this I, I must say this yoga is a different type of yoga because there's even an influence of like martial arts within it too, where there's powerful oh, you know, and there's there's movements that kind of release things too, and kids really. Love it. I mean, sometimes, you know, teenagers might be a little bit insecure because they might be afraid they might look a little silly and stuff yeah, like so that. Yeah, it's not
0: cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, once they start to experience and do it, they're like, oh, this actually feels really good. Yeah. So, and then it becomes and,
0: cool.
1: And, and then I got to tell you, too, part of what I'm doing within this practice, too, is, is to empower them. I, I, I There's a lot of stuff that I do that connects them to their fire because grief is exhausting and so it's really about tapping into your fire to move the pain through so it's really a strong focus on empowering that person and even empowering it as I go through a class to say hey whenever you need to take a break even though all of us might be doing our own thing and doing this stuff if you just take a break and breathe and rest then that is perfect So it's empowering them to whatever is right for them to connect to their intuition, their inner teacher, to help them to move forward.
0: That's wonderful. Now, this is a little on the side, but I'm fascinated by the fact that you do something called heart-touch massage to help Mm. the dying. Could you tell us about that? I've never Uh, heard of that before.
1: So heart-touch massage is a compassionate practice for those in hospice or for those in the last stages of their life, where you gently lay your hands on a person and you just connect to their breath. And as you gently massage the person, you just perhaps get curious. Like if I'm massaging their hands, maybe it just is like, I wonder how many people that these hands have touched. Or if I'm massaging their feet, to just go, I wonder like where all of these feet have traveled to. And as you just like, it's a moment of appreciation and, and that, that goes beyond words. It's, it's, a, it's a loving, kindness, compassionate touch. That's, it's a very, very gentle massage, but it's so sacred because in those times, those people are, they're just, you know, people who are in pain like that, they're, they're wanting that connection. When I was, you know, massaging my sister in her final, you know, days, she was looking for any way to find connection or to just distract her from some of the pain. And for me, as someone who who cares for them, it was a place for me to just say, "I don't know how to help you, but maybe this is going to help you here." Um, so, and one of the things that I had to, a big thing for me that I had to do is as I did it. Is I was definitely coming from a place of an empath. And sometimes what would happen is I would be like a sponge and I almost would take on their pain. And for a learning experience for me, what I learned is, is that, you know, I, I, it was important for me to not take on their pain, but to come from more, find the balance of where it was from being an empath to being compassionate, to say, I can sit with your pain, I can touch your pain, I can hold your hand, but it doesn't mean I have to take that on. I've got enough pain, but I can sit with yours, and I can be with it and then when I walk away, I'm not going to take your pain with me so it it's was a, a
0: it's a beautiful um form of detachment, but that's a detachment with love
1: it was a love that's correct that's correct yeah
0: that's one I, so you also work with hospice i do you do yes mm-hmm. wow what a what a beautiful thing um, and you must have an important message about the importance of healing to share with our grief and rebirth podcast listeners.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting healing comes in so many different ways and I think we have to process what what healing is. Um, you know, I'll just speak from my own personal experience. So for for healing what, what healing is for me was to 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 create a practice like grief yoga that helps to heal my inner child to help him he say that sadness is okay or it's okay to like channel anger. For me, what was healing for me was to be able to, to address the fears that perhaps my parents had about religion and to say, it's okay, I'm not trying to take away your belief, but here's a way that you can look at it that can help. Physical healing for me as I dealt with injuries was about sometimes it's okay to pause and to slow down and let the body recover in its natural way healing for me is um, is also about helping others it'll got, it helps me to get out of my space of, of um, and it helps me to see that that there are other people that are hurting and struggling and is there a way that I can help somebody else and for me that that's healing.
0: You are a really beautiful human being, I think.
1: Thank you, Paul. I'm just mirroring you, Irene. I'm just a mirror to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you you for that.
0: So I know our listeners all want to connect with you now. So tell them how, spell it out. Spell it out. Write online. They want to find out more about you. They want to find out about the practice. Go for it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, So I'm griefyoga.com. It's not greekyogurt.com. It's griefyoga.com.
0: G-R-I-E-F-Y-O-G-A, everybody. That's
1: right. But if you want to, you know, check it out and eat some Greek yogurt at the same time, go for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have I have a lot of stuff on there. Check it out. You know, there's lots of even free classes. I, I there's one, there's a free grief yoga chair class um, that I just love. And it, it takes you through the process I just talked about. Uh, check out that. Um, if you're a yoga teacher, there's a place where you can check out, you know, the grief yoga teacher trainings. If you're a therapist, or you, you, you hold space for, for bereavement groups, or you have a healing community that you feel like, gosh, I'd love to learn some of these movements. Uh, there's grief movement trainings that I do online. So griefyoga.com, check me out. And there's lots of stuff there
0: you've got it all covered. And I love that you also do a Greek yoga chair class because some people can't get on and off that map, but it's still available to them. I
1: love chair yoga. And I got people that are in their eighties who've never done yoga before, who will try this. And they're like, Oh my goodness, I love this. So absolutely.
0: Cool. And what is Paul Denniston's tip for finding joy in life? (laughs)
1: <laughs> finding joy in life. You know, I'll do many different things. Sometimes I'll be, I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a dance break and I'll just play a little like song. I'll put a little Taylor Swift on and I'll shake it off. Um, for me, finding joy in my life is, is I've got a two-year-old puppy, uh, dog, and I will just go and I will hug it or I will play with it. Um, finding joy for me is, is also connecting and reaching out to a friend who makes me laugh. And um, laughing with them. And one more thing, and this goes back to my little child within here, my child within loves to color. And so what I do is I bring my little coloring book out, I, I have like markers and I'll, I'll color a mandala and stuff. And so that, that brings me joy too.
0: That's wonderful. And I think a lot of people now are going to go online and get and get a coloring book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, we are
0: already practicing laughter yoga. <laughs> we are doing it right now. <laughs> well, I am so much looking forward to hearing your keynote speech at the Helping Parents Heal conference and give you a hug when I see you there, when we're allowed Bless to uh, shorten the distance between our spaces again. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for creating grief yoga, which helps people who are grieving losses to heal and transform. And thank you from my heart for our very interesting and enlightening interview today. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the full show notes and all grief and rebirth podcast episodes on ireneweinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at, at irene sweinberg on Instagram facebook and twitter thanks again for joining us and as i always like to say to be continued many lessons many many blessings and bye for now